Because God is in you. And in your hands, we will be okay. God, you brought us in your house of prayer this morning. And God, you have something that you would like us to go out. I've been reminded about. And we pray that God, this time you will speak unto us in a way we will understand. Oh Lord, you have spoken to us before through music. And through testimonies, O oh Lord, and now you will speak with us and to us through your word. And now may the Lord, my God, may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of my mind be acceptable to you, my rock and my redeemer. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us be seated. Um. Are you aware that no one, no one wants to be defeated? Are you aware of that? No one wants to be defeated. Whether it's school exams or competitions in track or even soccer or, or football and basketball, even a safari rally, nobody, nobody wants to be, to be defeated. We all want victory. Uh, we want to stay on the, on the winning side, the victory side. Now, at a time when Paul was defending his ministry, he did not want to lose. And he says in, in chapter, chapter 2 and the first is 12 to 13. Now, when I went to Troas, when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, and I found that the Lord had opened a door for me, I still had no peace of mind because I did not meet my brother Titus there. And so I said goodbye to the Corinthians, and then I went to Macedonia. Now, Paul was expecting to receive news about the Corinthian church from Titus. And now, he's worried about his safety. He had made up his mind not to visit the Corinthian church again. Uh, in chapter 2 and verse 1, he said, So I made my mind that I would not make another painful visit. I repeat that. I may have made up my mind that I will never make another painful visit to you. Has anyone told you I will never visit you again? Yeah? Let's be honest. Yes? Has anyone told you you know what? 
I have made a decision. I will never visit you again. Has anyone told you that? Okay, let us reverse it. Have you ever said in your mind, I will never visit so and so again? Yes? I've made up my mind. I will never visit or pay a painful visit to you again. Now, what, what came to your mind when you made that decision, that is what Paul was feeling here at this time. But thanks be to God, all always leads us captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Him everywhere. He says in, in verse 14, Yes, I made that, that, that decision not to meet these people, but praise the Lord. Because God is able even to change things around. Now, Paul is saying, even though everything God messed up, even though I lost an opportunity, even though things did not work for me, I thank God because I am still triumphant. I thank God because I am still victorious. I thank God because I am still a winner. God's plan for us, my friends, is victory. Claim yours in the name of Jesus and say, I am a winner in the Lord. Yes? We may be as Paul, uh, be as Paul say, says, troubled on every side, or yet not distressed. Um, Paul says, we are perplexed. Now, that is chapter 4. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Paul knew trouble, if you will. Paul knew difficulty, but he stayed on the victory side. One of your sons. He stayed, he tried to stay on, on the victory side. My brother and my sister, my son and my daughter, this morning, child of God, you can determine to stay on the victory side like Paul. Don't despair. Don't act as though you are forsaken or completely destroyed. No, God has a plan for you even now. Regardless of what comes your way, my friend, refuse to fail. Tell your friend, refuse to fail. Refuse to fail in the name of Jesus. You know, it is good sometimes to say, you know what, I am a winner. It is good to say, I am a winner. Stay on the winning side. Stay on the victory side. My friend, there is, here is an example. He has gone through it. Paul. And now he's able to tell other people, my friends, stay firm. Because God still comes. One of his hands. Stay firm. Because God still comes. Look at our brother here. 
He says, you know what? Wait upon the Lord. The last time I met him was in Dwake. He went to Kenya and we met in Dwake on mission. The last time we talked, it was in Dwake. Then we went to Kajiado. And then, yes, I'm coming. Yes, I'm waiting for you. Now, he never arrived until 10 years, 10 months later. Waiting for God. God. God is faithful, my friend. We have come this far. Because of refusing ridicule, refusing to be looked down upon by people, refusing to be discouraged and saying no to those who did not want us to sing the Lord's song in a foreign land. My friends, to stay on the victory side, one has to get hooked up with the winners. For when your team wins, then you do what? You win. I don't know how many are in... What are the teams in Kansas, by the way? Royals? The other one? Chiefs? The other one? Jayhawks? The other one? You see, when you have a team, when they win, you do what? You win. If they don't win, you don't win. But it is good to stay on the winning team. Ah, Vanazuesan. Stay on the winning team. Stay on the winning side. The victory, the victory side. When God wins, you win. And it is better to stay on God's side because God never loses. God will never lose. So you better stay on God's side, the winning side, because when God wins, then you are going to win. Lean on the everlasting hands of God. My friends, when we stay on the Lord's side, when we stay on the Lord's side, the Holy Spirit lives within us and God invites us to call Him Father. Amen. When we, when we stay on the Lord's side, we join the worldwide family of God, having a high priest in heaven, who knows our weaknesses. When we stay on the Lord's side, we become citizens of heaven, predestined to become like Him. Amen? When we stay on the Lord's side, my friends, we get to understand that all things work together for good for those that trust in God. Two benefits, I'll talk about two benefits of staying on the victory side among others. When you stay on the victory side, then you get restored to God. And so this is restoration. Matthew chapter, chapter 9, Jesus restored sight to two blind men. He also restored a speech to a mute, to a mute man, a person that could not talk. And he also restored life to a girl that was dead at that time. But one thing was common in this. To all these people, they were on the Lord's side. My friend, whatever the devil has taken away from you, this morning I want to tell you this. God is going to restore it back to you. 
is going to restore it back because that is biblical. In Joel chapter 2 and verse 25, the Bible says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming lost locusts as eaten. Swarming, swarming locusts as eaten. Number two, the crawling locusts as, as eaten. And then the consuming locusts. Uh, and then the chewing locusts. Now, did you know there are four kinds of locusts? Did you know that? Yes. The, the swarming locusts. So they, all of them go in one place and try to consume like what is happening in, in Kenya now. Because of the big rains, there are a lot of locusts. So they go, all of them, that is swarming locusts, together, together, the same. And then there are crawling locusts. Tell your friend, crawling locusts. Crawling locusts. Those things that just crawl under the table, they started eating you under... Do you know them? They started eating you under the table, they are crawling, so they are eating your toes and all that. Those are crawling locusts. And then consuming locusts, that which wants to finish you and me completely. And then the chewing, the chewing locusts. Have you ever been chewed by anyone? Yes, the chewing locusts. And so God is saying, whatever these locusts have done, either the swarming or the crawling, consuming or chewing, God is going to restore back everything. Whatever it is, God is able to restore it. I don't know whether it is your job or maybe your family, your kids, your good health, your friends, whatever it is, God is going to restore it back. And then number two, another benefit of staying on the victory side is because you bear fruits of love. Bearing fruits of love. Galatians 5:22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. And joy, and peace, forbearance, kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Friends, through you and through us, people will experience love. They will experience the joy and the peace of God. They will feel our kindness when we are faithful to God and to man, when we are self-controlled. This love does not seem to be noticed. There's something else. There's something else. When you walk on the victory side, you are able to notice the warning sign. One as a you are able to notice the warning, the warning sign. And I want to say here that warning signs are not put up as a threat. No. They are put there because of love. <laughs> Amen. When you see, beware of a sharp corner ahead of you. 
This is not a threat. It is because those people who are constructing the roads, they, they had a lot of love. And so they said, if anyone comes rushing, they might fall. So they put that sign there. When he said, beware of river Dwake ahead, they know that that river can, can do what? Can it sweep you away? So you stay, you stay away. That is a warning sign out of love. When they say, beware of dogs, Mbuakali, it is not just a warning. Well, some of them are not Kali, but it is not a warning. It is because of love that they don't want you to be beaten. And then you start rushing, going. To the hospital. When the Bible says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. That is out of love and not warning. When God says and tells us to stay well, when he tells us to read the Bible, when he tells us to try to stay away from trouble. This is not a warning. It is out of love. The words of Jesus and this Bible is a whole are designed to keep us on the path that leads to life. And so when God says in this Bible, don't steal. When God says do not steal, then he knows what happens when you steal. When he says, do not kill, then he knows what will happen if we do. When he says, do not worship other gods in this Bible, then he says, he knows what he, he, he is saying. When I say, as your pastor, don't involve yourselves in ungodliness things, it is because we know what follows after, after that. Let me explain further. Sometimes we, we, there are things that we like so much. If you, if you think something is supposed to be in a certain way, but, but God thinks the opposite, my friend, don't even waste your time. God is right and you are wrong. <laughs> God is right and you are, there's no question about it. If God says this is a no, then it is a no. No matter how better, how good, how you try to explain it, what is a no to God is a no. And what is a yes, it is a yes. Don't even waste your time. Because as long as God thinks otherwise, as long as God is on the opposite direction, then you are a loser. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter who says it. It doesn't matter where they say it from. It doesn't matter whether we'll go to the moon or back. It doesn't matter. When the Lord says it's no, it is no. So we better walk on the, the victory side. My friends. My friends. What of God keeps us on the path that leads to life. Yes, Satan has been defeated. And I would say he has been stripped. And he has been ashamed. 
Bwana Zesan. My brother can stand up and say, Satan, you have been tricked. Satan, you are ashamed. Amen. Satan is sailing in a sinking ship. He rose a failed kingdom. Jesus has won. We are triumphant, myself, my friends, in, in Jesus Christ. God has given us the Holy Spirit to enable us to speak with power. With power. He keeps his eye on us just as he does to, to the sparrows. And the Bible, as the Bible says, and this he does protecting us as we walk for him. As we do everything for God. And so Paul tells Corinthians in, uh, in chapter 3 and, and verse, verse 2. You yourself are the letter we have. Now, you yourselves are the letter we have. You are the only letter that we have. Written on our heart for everyone to know and, and read. For everyone to know and read. It is clear that Christ himself wrote this letter and sent it by us. It is written not with the ink, but with the spirit of the living God. And not on stone tables or tablets, but on human hearts. Church. You are the only scripture. As I finish. You are the only scripture some people will ever read. Buenas tardes. You are the only scripture that some people will ever at all read. There are people <laughs> that do not read the Bible, probably they cannot not get the Bible. And there are people that do not know how to read the Bible. And so, you and I, those people that know the Scripture, we may be the only Scripture some people will ever read. And therefore, we must be living examples of what God can do in a person's life. We must be living examples of what God can do in a person's life. Uh, people sometimes stress, it is us to tell them it is going to be okay. You who knows the scripture, who you know who has run, read this word of God, you who know the stories in this Bible, the challenges, the questions, and the answers in this in this in this Bible. It is you to do that. If we walk on the victory side, then which is God's side, and which is the winning side, then we will draw others. But as they say, yes, it's simple. If we live for Christ, if we live on the on the winning side, 
if we live on the victory side, then we will draw others for Christ. The Lord God will do what he wants to do in your life. As you surrender fully unto God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, in heaven we thank you. We thank you for those hands of God that have been taken up by faith. I pray that God, you will come down and ask God. Because it is you who takes care of us, O oh Lord. We come in your presence in a special way this time, O oh God. Acknowledging that God, you are a faithful God. And praying that God, we will walk in your wisdom. That God, we will understand what it is that you are telling us, O oh Lord. And always to desire to join the winning side, the victorious side. Your side that has power. Your side that it is only you who leads us, O God. A side that God and others will be watching of us. And they will be wondering what is taking place because we are with you. God, we want to thank you for the things that you've done unto us this week, O God. We want to thank you for our brother, Joseph, who is with us now. We want to thank you for the things that you are able to do. We also want to remember others that are in jail, O God, and pray that, God, you will also hear our prayer this morning, O Lord. That, God, in your still, small voice, O God, you can speak to people, and, God, things will also happen because you are faithful. We thank you and we honor you. This time as a church, God, we want to lift up our friends who have lost a loved one. Oh God, we want to lift up uh, the family of the Wainainas who have lost their son and a, and a brother this time, oh God. As they travel back to from Dallas, oh God, this time and as they begin and we begin another time here, oh Lord, oh. Morning with them. We pray that God, you will wipe away their tears that your masses will be upon them. We thank you as a church because you've called us at a time as this. May you have your will be done in our lives, O oh God. May you have your will be done in our lives, O oh God. May you have your will be done, O oh Lord, in our lives, O oh God. May whatever we do be with accordance to your instructions, O oh God. Knowing that we are the only scriptures some people will ever, 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 ever read. Help us to be faithful. And help us to do the right thing. We thank you and we honor you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.